Welcome to the Wellness for Women show, where we talk about life, weight loss and everything in between. I'm Faye Caseman, founder of the AAA Way Life and Weight Loss Programme, and I'm here to help you put together the pieces of life and weight loss for one last time. This is an episode of the Wellness for Women show, filmed live in the free Facebook group. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode number 79, Reasons Why You Are Not Sticking to Your Healthy Habits for Weight Loss. And today I'm going to dive deep into a topic that, again, hits close to home for many of us, transforming those tricky negative relationships uh, we've developed with building and working on our healthy habits. So before we jump in, I want to just take a moment or ask you to take a moment and think about those well-intentioned plans that somehow fell by the wayside, the meal planning that lost its sparkle, the water bottle sitting on your desk neglected and forgotten, the walks that you meant to take but life got busy. We've all been there, haven't we? In fact, I experienced these struggles just this week myself, just like you. I'm human. And through my interactions on social media with members of my membership, I know that I'm not alone. But instead of self-judgment, I choose self-ownership. It's time to change, to have my healthy habits in place because they shape the flow of my life and impact my well-being and weight management. So let me know in the chat a habit that you would like to start, stop or change. Today, though, we're not going to just talk about we're not going to talk about why get my teeth in today. We're not just going to talk about why these habits slipped away, but how you can turn the tide. It's not about blaming yourself. It's about understanding the stories you've told yourself and then work on embracing a new narrative. Now, you might be wondering, why is this relevant to me? Well, if you've ever felt the weight of restrictive diets, the struggle to find time for yourself, or that silent rebellion against the healthy habits, then this is definitely for you. And unless you've got a discipline of steel and are happy with that, or you're a robot, I can pretty much guarantee that this has happened or will happen to you at some point, because we're all human. Now, again, whether you're a seasoned member of the Wellness for Women community or you're tuning in for the first time, this episode is your key to unlocking a journey of transformation. And it's all going to be fueled by curiosity, self-love and positivity and crafting a path that's uniquely yours. So for existing members, you have access to complimentary resources with your backstage pass as well as the Food Freedom course. So make sure that you check out your portal by the end of the weekend that will be up for you. But for now, are you ready to uncover the stories that may have held you back and discover the power within? Because you have the power to rewrite them as you embrace the joy, ditch the drama and step into a life where well-being is not a destination, but it's a way, a way of being. So first up, identifying your negative relationships with healthy habits. So let's start at the really wide macro level. So when I say healthy habits, how does how does, how does even that phrase make you feel? Do you feel excited? Do you feel resistance bubbling up because you feel like you have to have to do something? Maybe you feel a bit of both because conflicting thoughts and emotions can be pretty normal and are also very valid. So even at this macro level, you if you feel any type of resistance, it's unlikely that you're going to find it easy to build those healthy habits that you desire. Why? 
because you will continually be butting heads with that resistance. Awareness about those thoughts and feelings, you'll be better able to navigate the ups and downs of your weight loss journey. So this can sometimes not be easy, especially if you're going it alone and you may feel quite vulnerable. But, you know, reach out for support. You've got access to the free Facebook group. If you're a member, you've got access to the membership group so that you can feel safe, supported and a safe and um, a safe and welcoming environment. But your first step is to identify your resistance. So where it comes from and how it affects you. So resistance can come from all sorts of places, past experiences, a fear of failure, fear of change, or even a fear of success, plus many, many more. And when you can identify the root cause of your resistance, you can begin to address it in a proactive and constructive way. And this, of course, should not be attempted alone, ideally, unless you are learning some kind of method that you can use. Unless, because it's important to make sure that you're safeguarding yourself. So you might want to explore, like I say, something like a group membership, working one on one. Obviously, you know, I would love that for me to, for it to be me. But if it's not me, that's absolutely fine. Just make sure that you've got some kind of support support in place. Because, you know, sometimes it's not easy. And sometimes as well, you need somebody who can actually, you can bounce things off. Somebody who can hold a mirror so that they can help you to see what sometimes we can't see ourselves at the end of our noses. So, again, remember that resistance is a natural part of any transformative journey. And by gathering awareness and stepping into action about that awareness, you can then release it in, in turn, aiding your weight loss and your well-being journey. So, what are you resisting right now? Let me know in the chat. So picture this, you've decided to embark on a journey to release weight, to transform your relationship with food, and you're determined to make healthier choices. So we all start this way. You start super excited. You're doing all the things, but then somewhere along the way, that enthusiasm starts to wane. And you know deep down that this will work for you, that you just need to do the work and that you will reap the benefits there's something stopping you so you've stopped making your realistic plans even though you know that they simplify your day you've stopped assessing your day even though you were starting to see a number of patterns arising that if you changed would potentially change your life your water bottle has become a desk decoration rather than a hydration buddy you're staying up later than you intended maybe you're watching a tv show playing on online games or scrolling tiktok because who has ever done that? Certainly not me. Ha ha. <laughs> and in the moment, it seems so much more appealing, though, right? Even though, you know, deep down, you're likely going to feel like crap the next day because you've not had your, your seven hours sleep. And as a result, you'll perhaps have more urges, more cravings, and you'll have stopped perhaps taking in with your accountability group and then starts to niggle in the little bits of shame about all of this and you start telling yourself things like you don't have time and that it's not worth it. So does that sound familiar? Has that ever happened to you? I say, I know it's happened to many people that I speak to, many people, many groups that I've been in and I've observed people's journeys through throughout the years. So I know that we're not alone. And it's a scenario, like I say, many of us have danced about with and no doubt will face repeatedly because weight loss and working on our healthy habits is not linear. We go through ebbs and flows and it doesn't mean anything unless we apply meaning with it, with our thoughts. 
likewise it doesn't have to continue indefinitely as there is work that you can do from that place of love and curiosity and you can keep it easy so last week I talked about Jane I brought Jane back out I dusted her off and I brought Jane back out so I want to tell you uh, another story a couple of examples using my character Jane and so if you remember that Jane is all of us but yet none of us because I won't actually share client stories um, but obviously I am talking to people all day every day about what I do and so therefore you know I do gleam and see what people are going through so anyway, Jane today is a busy professional, busy, busy marketing professional and mama. She started her weight release journey with gusto, but as the demands of her daily life increased, so did her resistance to meal planning. And that voice in her head was whispering, it's too time consuming. It's not worth the effort. Why is it always down to me? I'm sick of being responsible for what everyone else eats. I'm too tired. Work has been absolutely mad today. It won't matter. Nobody cares anyway. I can plan it in my head. I don't need to write it down. But here's the twist. Jane doesn't realise in the moment, as her brain is feeding her all the reasons that she should not be making that plan, that by skipping the plan, she's actually creating more chaos. Her dear brain, although trying to keep her safe in that moment, was actually doing her a disservice. The time that she thought she was saving then turns into a daily freestyle battle, leaving her more exhausted than ever. And Jane is not alone. Many of us face that similar resistance, often fueled by old beliefs that don't serve us. And it's not just about the time or the energy. It's about those stories that we tell ourselves. And again, those beliefs that lurk beneath the surface. And the reality actually is that by not planning, she has to do more thinking in the moment. She's still getting asked repeatedly what's for dinner and having to, but then having to think on the fly after a very busy day. She's still responsible for what everybody is eating as that's not a boundary that she's changed. She's still tired after work. And it did actually matter as because she's then actually more stressed. She's grabbing it through throughout the week. And the plan that she thought that she had in her head, 80% of it was not actually being followed as she would forget and then start negotiating with herself because she hadn't set that realistic intention for her day. We've then got Rosie. I'm introducing another character. Rosie has been wanting to work on her hydration. She would know if she was in the membership that drinking water is important for overall health and also weight loss, but she struggles to stay consistent. In fact, she's struggling to get started at all. She basically pours her water and it just sits on her desk all day. Now, if I was coaching Rosie, I would be asking her, have you looked into your blockers? What might be coming up consciously or subconsciously? She might then repeat that she just finds drinking water hard and that she doesn't think she's thirsty. So she just doesn't drink. Now, there's a number of things that could be going on with Rosie. I certainly have first hand experience of getting so distracted and busy at work that my thirst has dissipated. Also, as well, if we can if we're following more restrictive diet patterns, that also whether we're listening to our bodies for thirst just as much as whether we're listening to it for hunger. I personally have also at times thought, well, water's a bit boring. I don't rec remember being encouraged to drink water as a child, although I probably was. Uh, but I do remember flavoursome squash, water flavourings, I believe, if you're not a Brit. And I also know the tingle and the jingle that I get from pop or soda, if you're in the US. 
And for the avoidance of doubt, hydration doesn't just have to be plain water. But I have struggled to get my water in, you know, and what I'd realised this week, actually, is that so for the purposes of the video, I've been having these Goliath two litre bottles. And what I actually realised was that they're actually too big. <laughs> I get a little bit daunted seeing I have a preference for ice cold water. And if water gets warm, I don't want it. And I've also worried that if I drink too much, I'll need to pee. And so I have limited my intake. So what are the things that get in the way of your healthy habits? And unraveling the reasons behind resistance is important. Not to blame and find excuses, but to understand so that you can better your relationship with that healthy habit that has perhaps been a cause of a slip up for your well-being or your weight loss. Now, there is psychology at play here behind the resistance most likely subconscious blockers that you might not even know are there but there could also be things like environmental factors societal influences and emotional triggers that could all be contributing to your scenario and certainly to Jane and Rosie's struggles to maintain their healthy lifestyles and by addressing these underlying factors they could develop future focused strategies to overcome the resistance and start to make sustainable changes in their habits and this, of course, again, needs to be done all with love and a sprinkle of joy. So let's start to unpack that resistance. So how do Jane and Rosie go about unraveling the negativity that they have developed towards, in their case, the meal planning and the and the drinking? How can they take positive steps forward? So tell me in the chat, wherever you are, podcast or, or YouTube or on, on Facebook Live, what have you picked out from Jane's story and Rosie's story? What have you what have you heard in their stories? What kind of things come to your mind that they could perhaps do or not do? Because it can be about stopping or starting. So if we delve into Jane's story a little bit, it's crucial to approach her resistance with that lens of empathy and understanding. Now, resist it's a natural response to the demands that she's got from her busy life. But obviously, as a coach, my job would be to help her to identify what's going on and to help her to move forward. So what I notice first is that inner dialogue, the, the little thoughts and niggles that are reflecting actually the complexity of those daily struggles, that those loud, those not those not so tiny whispers in her mind really are revealing a mix of overwhelm, fatigue and a sense of being burdened. But in the end of the day, these are all signals. They're not shortcomings. They're just signals. They're there to let you know that there's something going on that you perhaps need to be listening to. And so by helping Jane to recognise the thoughts that she's having, Jane's then going to be able to start her journey towards understanding and then transforming them, transforming them. And Jane's also got thoughts that skipping meal planning is saving time, which is a common trap. And as her coach, I'd be able to gently guide her to recognise that it's actually an illusion, that in reality, the time spent on daily freestyling is likely to be more than the time if she, if she invested in a little bit of thoughtful meal planning. And this realisation would likely then become a very pivotal point in for Jane and shift her perspective. Jane also suggests that the belief that her that she's got the belief that her efforts don't matter. And this is likely to be a really poignant point for her resistance, of course, because of course, Jane's not going to want to do the planning if she thinks it's pointless. Right. 
but we could talk about what that belief means on her you know to her stress levels her energy her overall well-being we could touch into her whys so that Jane could become empowered again and see that her efforts do matter not just for her but the life that she's creating and then that ripple effect that it knocks into other people and at the end protect her um it's inadvertently perpetuating chaos but it was actually trying to do the right thing by her it doesn't know any differently we've got to get the conscious brain working to counteract the subconscious and so if jane was a belief coding client talking about the subconscious we'd be able to shift those old patterns but then as a coach i can also help her and pick pick them in a safe place not necessarily to relive those old moments and, and what was created for them because that's not the point of belief coding or coaching but sometimes it is a case of going backwards a little bit in order to come forwards just to have that illumination because again once you can see where something comes from often that in itself is enough to just shift it because you kind of think well, what am I doing that for <laughs> and Jane also has moments where she's negotiating with herself which can be common when we're all working on weight loss again I had some negotiating the other day myself which I could tell you about but this um this this also can be avoided at times we can figure out ways to help stop that negotiating and again making moves more towards that commitment and of course always important to be celebrating wins jane could also try the concept of mindful planning perhaps journaling on the benefits of planning and finding purpose in that planning and it may be that jane needs to consider why she needs to set healthier boundaries maybe talk to her family about redistributing responsibilities and shared accountability within her household or maybe she can store, brainstorm ways uh, to make work less stressful and cooking and planning easier. At the end of the day, what I want to demonstrate really is that there's always options and that everything's figure outable. And sometimes you just need somebody to walk alongside you as, as you figure out what's actually best for you and best for your life. So moving on to Rosie, maybe on reflection, if I was coaching Rosie, she would realise that her busy schedule and constant on the go lifestyle is making it difficult for her to remember to drink enough water throughout the day. Additionally, she might be experiencing some stress at work, which, lead, which is leading to her reaching for other drinks such as caffeine, you know, something with caffeine in like coffee or tea or or pops uh, instead of that water so again we could possibly coach around the stress if she's identified that there's any patterns there that would then perhaps keep her away from you know sugary drinks if that's not what she you know if they're not what she wants to be drinking because maybe she identifies that actually she's using them as a form of comfort more than anything else and to counteract that stress and fatigue that the environmental influences are and impacting in it play as well and she could also benefit from belief coding to go back and heal the moment so you know maybe rosie's got a backstory where she was forced to drink lukewarm water at school and when i was writing this that obviously came from somewhere and i've got this vision i remember i can visualize now the school, the old school hall and sort of this manky tap water on the side so although i don't necessarily consciously consciously remember it right now Maybe actually there is something in there where maybe I was forced to drink manky water when I was at school. And therefore, that's why I, I don't really like, you know, didn't like water now. Or I certainly don't like 
uh, room temperature I like really really ice cold drinks I know for example my mum she doesn't like she couldn't just drink a glass of milk because she's sort of an age where they made them drink milk at school whereas actually with belief coding I could technically go back and he help her to heal that moment so that she could drink milk again if she really wanted to drink milk but ultimately what whatever it is whatever little barrier Rosie's got, I've got, you've got, it's just our subconscious throwing a hissy fit, you know, if it's around something that it doesn't want to do, it's got a difficult association with it from somewhere in the past. And she doesn't realise, again, you won't realise in that moment that actually your subconscious is what's making you rebel. And so this is why, again, coaching and belief coaching are great, because we can get into the root of all of that, and we can get into it fast. So if you're a member of the, the Wellness for Women membership, you have access to the Mind and Injury section of the Food Freedom course, which is a course full of tools to help you. The STEER model, the TLC method, rewriting your old stories. All of these are really powerful things that you can utilise. I say if you're comfortable going it alone, you feel safe to do so, use them by yourself. If you need support, then, of course, you've got coaching support within the group. And obviously, if you're in the, in the free group and you want more information about about those and how they might be able to help you, how you can get your hands on them, then you just give me just give me a shout or drop me a, a hashtag food freedom underneath and I'll make sure that I get you the link. Okie dokie. So that's it for this week, folks. Hopefully you will have received some illumination yourself from hearing the stories of, of, of Rosie and Jane, because I certainly know that, like I say, that there, there's somebody in everybody, but there's definitely bits of them in, in me and vice versa. And I'll leave you with your thoughts and explorations around your healthy habits and how you feel about them and remember to that you know to if you are going to explore them make sure you come at come at all of that with self-love and curiosities you just start to explore how you tick and be sure like I say to make sure that you're reaching out in the free or um, member Facebook group and other than that I am going to love you and leave you and I will see you all next week bye for now thanks for listening and don't forget if you want to boost your life and weight loss the AAA way check out the relevant links for today's show in the description. Speak soon!